TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This music coming back from any break. Love it. Joe Cameron, John Rich, as we broadcast from Parks Casino today. Uh, 11.30, we'll talk to Shil Kapadia. He's normally with us Wednesdays at 11. But, of course, busy Super Bowl week, so 11.30 today. Uh, noon AMA. AMA plus uh, Devin joins us at noon. Merrill Reese at 12.30. Busy show. Uh, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Also AMA today, as I mentioned, at noon. So your opportunity to ask. What do you want to ask? Well, whatever it is, ask it on Facebook, Twitter, and the text line. Three ways to interact with the show in addition to the phone calls. And uh, the uh, best questions, as selected by Seltzer, will be asked to us today at noon. Make them about sports, make them about life, whatever you want. That's coming up uh, today at noon. All right, let's go to Dan in Philadelphia right now. Hi, Dan. Guys, how are we today? Great, Dan. Joe, John, do you know that we have a head coach in Philadelphia named Nick Sirianni? Uh, I do actually know that. Who yeah, heard cares that. about Andy Reid? Wow. The station had an Andy Reid appreciation. They used to have a personal relationship with him. I understand that, but honestly, like, who who cares? It's almost ten years removed. Well, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it doesn't have quite the same bite that it used to. And both teams winning a Super Bowl has made it even less bite. But listen, Dan, he is one of the most consequential figures. He's part the, of why we're so good. Yeah, he is part of. I why mean, we're he's so a big good. reason yeah. why now, we I, I are think you in the that Super Bowl. Four or five years ago, I think it's removed from that at this point. He's also four or five of the top worst days of my life that that guy presented to me. Um, sounds like you, so you sounds resent like, him. Sounds like you do care, actually. <laughs> no, I don't care. I, I literally forgot about him until you guys just talked about him. Like, I mean, let's talk about our team. I don't need to talk right, about Eagles. Talk to us about the Eagles. Go for it. Well, I, Joe, I have all week. I'm just talking about you guys. Not that I'm telling you how to run your show, but man, okay. I, I can't stand this Andrew love, like a Brian Dawkins love or something like that. But I mean, it's it's just over with. Like okay, at this yeah, point, yeah, with this guy. Yeah. What do you got on the Eagles, Dan? I have that. Uh, I am hoping that Andy Reid gives us that Super Bowl ring this Sunday. Finally, and, you so know, look at look at that. And an Eagles comment <laughs> happens to be an Andy Reid comment. I guess it does tie in, Dan, one way or the other. At this point, I, I the, agree. The no, irony, I, I, the irony is I, fit. honestly. I mean, I, he was our coach. He did what he could. It was kind of you know he ran the gauntlet. It was time to go, but. I I did, Dan, who who, who would you not want at your Eagles Super Bowl party? I just you have to envision this answer. You ready? Oh, and Joe, by the way, had I known all those people were coming to your party, I wouldn't have accepted your invoice this weekend. <laughs> so I, you know, count me out. So that's one less person. Yeah. Uh, how about the Tasmanian Devil? Oh, yeah, sure. he'd, be, he'd yeah. be irritating. He'd mess it up. Yeah, he would. 
He would. It's basically my daughter these days. So I wow. Get it. It, how bad is it, James? Nah, two or three? She's four. And she's just, um, she's a lot like her dad. You guys know, you guys know my inability to sit still yeah. or to, you know, maybe talk too much, all that. She's that, you know, on steroids. It's great. Wow. <laughs> she's awesome. She is the best. But she's definitely, now, she's, a, she's a handful, as they say. John, John did, did James just rip his four-year-old daughter on <laughs> no, WIP? No, 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 no. Don't, don't box me no, in no, there. No, no, no. I mean, John, I'm well, asking you a question. it was a self-effacing rip. Yes, I said she's like me, Joe. Okay, all right. I guess you got out of it. Let's I'm ripping to- myself, and I'm <laughs> saying I need to make my daughter better. That's Chris in Middletown right now. Yo, Chris. John. What's up, Chris? James. Darth. <laughs> Muppet weasel. I'd rip your helmet off, and I'd kill you after you helped me beat the emperor. Listen here, weasel. Other than, I don't know if anybody caught what John Clark just said. He said that uh, the Eagles run like the most simplistic offense out there, that it's the easiest to run in the, uh, not John Clark, I'm sorry. John Clark was interviewing our favorite friend, Chris Sims, who said we run the NFL's, our, our scheme is the easiest to run of any NFL quarterback. So Well, I it's, it's simple. No, Chris, no, Chris, listen, Chris Sims is an idiot, but the Eagles scheme is relatively simple. But here's the thing, and Vince Lombardi knew this in the 60s, simple can win. I mean, you know, you, you don't you don't have to have everybody. Simple usually does. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's it's all good, man. So listen, let's let's get to this Andy Reid thing here, Muppet Weasel. I know, John James. Let me talk to the athletes of the show. You guys know what it's like when you're playing somebody that week, your opponent. You don't throw flowers at them. You want to beat them to a pulp. You want to tear their face off and wear it for Halloween. You want to do whatever you can to destroy them. After the game, we get all friendly and kind. Now, Muppet Weasel, I know you're a non-athlete, so you don't get that, but that's why we're not heaping praises at Andy Reid and bowing down at his feet and want to kiss his tuchus. We, we could have all the apology shows and throw roses at Andy next week. This week, he is our mortal enemy. Chris, can I ask, can nothing I, Chris, but destroy him. Can I ask you a question? Ind- independent of whether you like him or hate him and whether you think he's the enemy this week or not, and he is the enemy this week. Here's a question for you. Um, who's a better coach, Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni? Depends on specifically what you're talking about. If you're talking about it in, in-game adjustment coach, well, I was talking Sirianni. about the to- I was talking totality. Managing the clock, Sirianni. Who's a better coach? I didn't ask you for an aspect. Who's a better coach? Obviously, right now, you're going to pick Reed because of the history. I'm not saying Reed's a bad coach. It doesn't I'm not mean it. I you know, it's not him. obvious, Chris. I, I, I would take, I would take Sirianni on flowers Sunday. at him this week. I, I want – he is the enemy this week. I do oh, not well, like him this week. you made that clear. Week. All right, Chris, give me, give me an answer. Who, who would you not want at your Super Bowl party? Uh, by the way, when we're talking about the Super Bowl party, Mark, Muppet Weasel, you cannot come. You're not invited, okay? And uh, John and James, I'll see you guys soon. Uh, John <laughs> – I'm awesome. excited to eat your, have those wings you're bringing. Um, <laughs> who I cannot stand watching the Super Bowl with would be, I'm going to go fictional. Let's go to Friends with Janice. Yeah, she would be really annoying. That's an yes. outstanding answer. Let's talk to Pepper right now. What's up, Pepper? Oh, hey, guys. How are you doing today? Doing great, Pepper. I'm really glad to hear that. Well, I'm looking really forward to this Eagles game. I expect a close game. Uh, but the reason I called is I had somebody that I do not ever want to watch Super Bowl with. Okay. 
And that person would be Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, that'd be another annoying one, man. <laughs> yeah, That's... I'm afraid he'd be hanging from my chandelier by the end of the game. I will say this, though, Pepper. I would w- rather watch the Super Bowl with him than a porn with him. Uh, <laughs> I, I can agree if with you, that. If you, if you catch my drift. I do catch your drift. All right, Pepper. Good phone call right there. John Pee Wee Herman would be annoying, man. Wow, yeah. Oh, and by uh, the way, can I just say. Is he still. He's alive. So I, I realized recently he's 70, and I mentioned that on the show. Yeah. Here's another sign of uh, we're just getting old, John. So the. Uh, and there were a couple different famous um, um, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues with Kathy Ireland on the cover, one of which was, was pretty iconic. And it happened to be the 25th anniversary of the swimsuit issue. And this is it, John. And I saw this going around Twitter yesterday. You'll probably recognize that. Sure. Right. Dude, that photo, for those that can't see it, she's in a yellow bikini. It's like prime Kathy Ireland, 25th swimsuit edition, 1989. John, that's 34 years ago. That's crazy. That, that, that's that, that, I, uh, my, my mind can't get around that. Like 34 years ago. We're getting old. Kind of sad, man. You my, know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Jeez, isn't that seem surprising to you? That's thirty-four years ago. Yeah, yeah, that's troubling to me. I, you know, I can. I, did I tell you that I answered the phone at at uh, my friend's house? Tell me she called. It was her. Oh my god! So this it was Stacy was home. Stacy Will- so Stacy Williams was home. Stacy Williams, her brother swimsuit. Jim and yep. I uh, grew up together. You know, I mean, they were <laughs> five houses down the street from me. Stacy was there. The phone, like, was ringing. No one answered it. I answered it, and it was this really soft, like, girlish voice, and wow. it turned out that it was her, Kathy Island. Dude, she she is one of my all-time, all-timers. Not surprising. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> everyone who's your age. Oh, All right, let's Those Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues, they were, I mean, you look forward to whatever it was, February every year. You think? Uh, and then you kept that thing. Yeah, you look forward and then you look back. You compiled those uh-huh. and, and then re-examined year after year. That was, yeah, that was a big deal. That was an essential part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is I'll, there anything like that magazine-wise any longer? I mean, that was that was important. No. no. Are there magazines any longer? I know. <laughs> it's a question. shame. Things The change. magazines were a big deal well, to guys, my look, young life. Look I, at I, Sports my Illustrated. Whole, Nothing. The, the Sports Illustrated, yeah. my, my whole room was covered with Sports Illustrated covers. That was the decoration. It wasn't posters in my room. It was Sports Illustrated covers. I had that, too. And uh, that's, I, yeah, I think it was par for the course back Sports then. Illustrated will probably be dead within 10 years. I mean, they, they still have it, but it's, it's so much less distribution. They do regional covers now. It's just, yeah. it's, it, but here's the thing. It's not their fault. It's just, the, you know, it's, it's like the guy that, it, it, the horse and buggy, it loses out to the car. I mean, the reality is the internet came along. The phone came along. We all have information at our disposal. You don't need to wait till next Wednesday to find out the feature story. You can find five trillion feature stories on the internet from really good writers. Yeah. Sports Illustrated, it's just a, it's just what it is. Let's go to Tom right now in Sea Isle. Tom, you're on WIP. Good morning, guys. Listen, I, this game's not going to be as easy as everybody's making out. I mean, you got two great coaches coaching each other, and Kansas City's offensive line is going to be a problem for the Eagles' defensive line. They're not the worst offensive line in the American League. Correct. And I just think it's going to be like maybe a 
I think it's going to be a high scoring game, like 35, 40, something like that. It's going to be a run up and down the field all day long, and the guy that's got the ball last, he's the team that's going to win. Yeah, that I disagree with you on, Tom, because I think the Eagles are going to win pretty comfortably. I do expect a lot of points, and to a certain extent, both teams, but I expect the Eagles to score more a lot of points. You know, I, I feel the same what? way, very confident that we are the better team, but then I heard a stat, maybe it was this morning, about how this Chiefs team, they do not get blown out, and I, I don't know specifically what the stat was, but the thinking is with Patrick Mahomes in there, he's always going to give you a chance to stay in the game. Well, sure. It was a stat score, from uh, Shield's article on the ringer, so you can actually ask Shield about it. Yes. Yeah, good. Okay, well, yeah, good. Shield joins us in 15 minutes. I mean, look, first off, the Chiefs only lose about three or four games a year. So fundamentally, you don't have that many chances to get blown out, so to speak. And, yeah, I'm sure when they lose, they probably lose by, you know, a touchdown or so. Hey, Tom, give me a big answer, man. Who would you not want at your Eagles Super Bowl party? You know what? I think a guy would be crazy to be around during the Super Bowl, and I love him. I think Seth Joyner would be crazy. You know, that's an interesting answer because I love Seth, but he can dwell on the negative side sometimes. <laughs> I, I would love to watch games with him. I, I, Talk I mean, about intense, yeah. intense watch. I, I would really enjoy that. You'd be learning all sorts you of would. stuff about yeah, it would, de- it defensive would, techniques and leverage. It would have and, to just be the two of you because no one else could sit in there and understand what you two were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, man. Oh, man, Seth is the best. All right, let's get to some audio. Uh, speaking of someone who's close to the best, LeBron's not the best, but he's probably second best of all time in a sport. Uh, tremendous achievement last night if you missed it. And I did stay up late, and I am a little tired today. But uh, you know what? I just felt like I had to watch it. I- I'm a huge sport- sports fan, big NBA fan. Um, I get frustrated with the league, and I get frustrated with LeBron. But you know what? The guy is an all-time, all-timer. I wanted to say it. It happened around midnight last night. It was late in the third quarter. And uh, LeBron did it. He passed Kareem. Let's listen to the moment as it was called last night by the announcers. And, and I'll tell you, I, I felt a lot there. I really did. I mean, I actually, uh, John, you know, I've told you before, I'll stand up sometimes in huge Philadelphia sports moments. I'll get closer to the TV. Like, it's a, this is this is a no-joke time. Like, this is, I felt that. I actually, st- when the Lakers' possession began, and you knew he was two points away from it, I stood up, I got closer to the TV. Like, I, I felt something. Because I've watched thousands of NBA games. And to be able to see that live, see a guy, you know, break Kareem's record, 39 years in the making, that was awesome. I thought it was really cool. He also gave a nice speech uh, afterwards. It was a nice ceremony. It lasted about seven or eight minutes. He was really happy. He had a lot of just true joy on his face. Um, gave a speech. Dropped an F-bomb. We'll bleep that out. But here's LeBron uh, on, on the court uh, after getting the ball from Kareem. Nice little thing. Kareem handed him the ball. LeBron with a moment with Kareem. And then LeBron took the microphone. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great, I just want to say... Um, uh, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, you guys are one of a kind. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling. Um, please give a standing ovation to the, to the captain, please. Um, to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my... Man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years, I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. All y'all help, all y'all passion, all y'all sacrifices helped me get to this point. 
And to the NBA, to Adam Silver, to the late, great David Stern, I thank you guys so much for allowing me to be a part of something I've always dreamed about. And um, I would never, ever, in a million years, uh, dreamt this even better than what it is tonight. So, man, thank you guys. <laughs> Drops an F-bomb. Look, I thought it was a nice moment, man. I thought it really was. I'm sure a lot of people missed it. Uh, I know we're all eagled up, and we should be, but uh, it's a big one. I put it only behind a baseball home run record for the career and uh, and probably hits record in baseball for the career, but that's a big one. Let's go to the phone. It's interesting, though. Yeah, go ahead, John. Uh, you said you stood up. You were yeah. going to move closer to the Dude, TV. Dude, I, I put my arms in the air, like behind my head. I was like, this is huge. How dissimilar was that to Anthony Davis's uh, oh, response? boy, that was really bad. I'm not sure what to make of that. No, I'll tell you what. So I watched three quarters of the game. I watched, uh, well, uh, I, well, yeah, close to three quarters. Anthony Davis was fully disengaged throughout the game. He played a horrible, lethargic game. Horrible game. And for those that don't know what John's talking about, when the Lakers got the ball and they dribbled up the court and, you know, LeBron gets the ball, everybody is standing. And, and I mean ev- everybody other than those that, you know, probably are up in a certain section, like literally unable to stand physically. Um, everybody standing. Everybody. 20,000 people. Anthony Davis is at the end of the bench, and he is sitting. And he is sitting in a way that he doesn't even have a view because his teammates next to him are standing. James, did you see this? Anthony Davis is fully disengaged the whole time. Yeah. Honestly, Westbrook looked like he was kind of disengaged, too. In that in that shot and all, like just throughout, it felt like Westbrook didn't want to be on the court while this was happening. At least that was my impression of it. Well, Westbrook's probably frustrated. LeBron's probably oh, frustrated. I, well, with LeBron him. just came out and said, he, "Like, yeah. I wish we had traded for Kyrie." There's no yeah. way to trade for Kyrie without Westbrook. I get it, but still, yeah. it, 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 there was a weird vibe with the team. No question about it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. All right, up ahead, more calls. Plus, Shield Kapadia joins us, breaking down the Super Bowl, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the whole deal, the greatness of Mahomes. We'll get into it all. Plus, Shields' prediction. It's all next as we broadcast from Parks Casino. Joe DeCameron, John Rich on WIP. The birds are heading to Arizona, and you can be there to win it all with the Game Time app. Get your tickets on the Game Time app, and you'll get $100 off those tickets by using the promo code RADIO100. You'll see exactly where your seats are in the stadium, even get a virtual view from the seats. And you can save that $100 that you can put toward your flight, hotel, or tailgate. Just pull up the Game Time app, find the seats that you want, check out the view from those seats, and use the promo code RADIO100. RADIO100 is the promo code Game Time. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Jetta Cameron, John Ritchie from Parks Casino, beautiful sports book in Ben Salem. We're going to head out, well, not like us, but through that uh, uh, phone system. We're going to head out to Arizona in just a moment and talk to Sheila Capati, get the latest one out there. First, uh, let me tell you about the uh, awesome Parks Casino with all sorts of big-time shows uh, up ahead, including uh, Dane Cook headlining on March 3rd and 4th, uh, Jerry Cantrell from Allison Chains, March 18th, Nick Offerman. Wow. Yeah, I know, I, I knew He's you awesome. I knew you would like that. There was no Incredibly doubt Incredibly talented. Uh, Nick Offerman from Parks Ooh, and Rec. Ooh, I like that one. That's yeah, mine I, right there. I figured you would. March 24th, Ryan Adams, March 30th. Jay Moore and Daryl Hammond, uh, April 8th. So a lot of big shows up ahead. You can visit parkscasino.com. Uh, That's parkscasino.com for all the information, 
and get yourself here to uh, the many shows. And, of course, you know, you can gamble and you can eat and you can drink and you can have a good time. All right, let's uh, have a good time talking to our next guest. Uh, Shiel Kapadia is on the scene. And while we'll break down the game with Shiel, we'll also break down the scene with Shiel. He's out there in Arizona. How you doing, Shiel? What's up, guys? How you doing? It's all good, man. Awesome. Now, I'm a little jealous. Not going to lie. You're there. We're not. I'm happy to be here. But, you know, it'd be kind of cool to be out there. Uh, give us the latest today. What has stood out to you today? What do you know about today? Kind of set the tables. Yeah, the Chiefs had their uh, media availability this morning, but the Eagles will be later in the afternoon. You know, one thing that's just stood out to me, like like they had the, you know, the media night, and it's Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni being interviewed at the same time. It's just kind of the different paths and the different levels of experience there. I mean, if the Eagles win this game, Nick Sirianni will have won as many Super Bowls in his first two years as Andy Reid has in 24 years. And so it's like you have all these sort of conflicting things uh, happening here, legacies at stake. And so uh, it's just, listen, it's two evenly matched teams. We know what the line is. And uh, I think we're going to get a great game going into the fourth quarter. You know, Shield, we'll get to the game. But since you got to read, let's just go right there. We're talking a lot about it today. Um, he's kind of like the Atlanta Braves. He's won one, but he's had 5,000 chances. Size up the, the Andy Reid thing in totality from the standpoint of the accomplishments are great, but the failures are huge. What do you make of it? Yeah, I, I think Andy Reid's strengths and weaknesses have been pretty defined. I mean, innovative, great offensive coach, great relationship uh, with players. Teams are always prepared from, you know, Monday to Saturday. There might not be another uh, better coach than Andy Reid uh, since we've all been doing this. But on Sunday, on game day, during those three and a half hours, the managing the game, the adjustments, all those things, I don't think that's a strength for Andy Reid when he needs to go to a plan B. So, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's one of the best coaches we've seen. But at the same time, Joe, to what you're saying, I mean, if you're looking at this going one Super Bowl in 24 years for all the games that he's won, that to me would feel like, uh, you know, a little bit uh, of a disappointment. Not that this is his last time doing it, not that they're not going to be back, but it just kind of feels like he, he should have at least another one yeah. under his belt. It does. It does. Sheila, let's start with your sense of this game, and then we'll go to all the aspects. But are you with John and I that we, we expect the Eagles to win and for the Eagles to win fairly comfortably? Where do you stand on that? No, I would not say comfortably. Uh, I'm, I, I'm still, I have 24 hours until I have my official pick. And I'll be honest, I've been wavering back and forth. I think this is going to be a close game. Listen, Patrick Mahomes has started 93 games in his career. In 90 of those games, the Chiefs has either had a lead or been, been within one score in the fourth quarter. 90 out of 93. I mean, this is nearly an <laughs> wow, impossible team to blow out. They're never out of any game. Think about it. I mean, you guys say comfortably, if Eagles are up 21 nothing in the middle of the third quarter, are you comfortable that that guy's not just going to go on a run? And so this is somebody who is just going to go down, in my opinion, as an all-time great. I know he's early in his career. I'm not, I'm not crowning him there yet. But uh, I don't think there's going to be anything comfortable about this game from a, from a fan perspective, honestly, from either team. I think this is going to be a close game going into the fourth quarter. Shield, how will Jonathan Gannon play Patrick Mahomes differently? John, I was looking at every split trying to go, all right, what is the one weakness? How can you get to him? 
And he's first. He's the best quarterback against man coverage. He's the best quarterback against zone coverage. He's the best quarterback against split safety defenses. And he's the second best quarterback uh, against single high safety defenses. Best quarterback against the blitz. So I know, I know listeners are saying, calm down. You know, this guy's not God. You know, you can get to him. But I think the thing is, you have to change up what you do. If you do one thing against Patrick Mahomes, and he knows what's coming before the snap, it's over. He's smart. His awareness is great. And so uh, I'm not saying you don't play conservative the whole game. I think you mix up some blitz looks. I think Mm -hmm. you mix in some uh, simulated pressures where you say, all right, we're we're rushing four, but you're not going to know which four are coming. And then, honestly, it's the most straightforward thing, but your pass rush has to win and has to dominate. And I actually think they can do that. I mean, if you look at this Chiefs offensive line, the strength is in the interior, not at tackle. And so there's a matchup there. Josh Sweat against their left tackle, Orlando Brown, who is really not the best pass protector at left tackle. I think that's the matchup you have a great chance of winning. And we've seen Hassan Reddick on the other side. The guy shows up every single week. So I, I, it sounds very simple, but that four-man pass rush has to win, has to dominate. I think if the Eagles win, that's what we're talking about Sunday night. And from what you've seen, Orlando Brown struggles in pass protection at times, but Andrew Wiley, their right tackle, is worse than Orlando Brown, correct? Correct. Yep, those two tackles absolutely uh, can be had. Again, yeah, interior is good, whether you're using stunts or you're just saying, hey, Reddick and Sweat and Brandon Graham, by the way, who played so well this season, uh, those three guys, that's really where you, you should have a big matchup advantage against Mahomes. Now, here's the thing with Mahomes. We hear coaches say all the time, it's not about sacks. You just got to get a quarterback off his spot. No, in this game, it's about sacks because Mahomes uh, limits the amount of times he gets sacked as well as any quarterback in the NFL. So just pressure is not enough because actually when he holds on to the ball, his numbers go up. He's able to make plays. And so you have to finish uh, when you get there and can't allow him to make those second reaction plays. But can he make those second reaction plays based on what you saw from him injury-wise against the Bengals? How much will that ankle limit him in his ability to make the plays? Yeah, that, that, that is the uh, big mystery. You know, he had the big scramble at the end of that game. Uh, you know, I think he was six for six when he got out of the pocket. But at the same time, he was not the same guy uh, we've seen him be. And, that, and that's such a big question, Jeff, because if the Eagles want to play some man coverage in high-leverage situations, the danger there is, you don't want to play man against the scrambling quarterback because everyone's got their back to the line of scrimmage. And mm-hmm. so if you're worried about Mahomes scrambling and you hesitate there a little bit, if you say, you know what, he's not going to be taking off on third down in the first quarter with that ankle, then maybe you're willing to do that a little bit more. So uh, I don't have a great answer for you. You know, he, he played really well, I thought, in the AFC championship game. But at the same time, was he 100% physically? No. And now he's got uh, two more weeks. And, and we'll see what that thing looks like early in that game. How do you think we cover Travis Kelsey? I think they have a, a few options. I mean, uh, you know, you certainly can double him in high leverage situations, whether that's third down or the red zone. You know, maybe you put Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and another player on Travis Kelsey because the Eagles really have nice matchups on the outside with their corners against those Chiefs wide receivers. I mean, you would expect yeah. Darius play and James Bradbury to hold up against those guys. So um, that would not surprise me. That's one. And then disrupt him at the line of scrimmage. You know, you cannot allow him to have those free releases where he just goes 
where he wants to go because they will improvise. I mean, he had a touchdown against the Bengals where he's supposed to run a corner route, but the defensive back is playing outside leverage, and he just says, all right, um, that corner route's not going to work, and Patrick Mahomes sees it, and he, and he hits him for a touchdown. So, yeah, I do think you can commit extra resources and uh, play that kind of man coverage and double 87 uh, on some of those third downs. Shield Kapadia with us live from Arizona. Shield, simple question. Do you trust Jonathan Gannon in this moment, in this spot? It's a hard question because I I would probably say no to any defensive coordinator, honestly, in the NFL because I I have that much respect uh, for that Chiefs offense. I think Gannon has done uh, a much better job than I thought he was going to do this year. I mean, they have had a fantastic defense. I think he's done a a really nice job uh, in the playoffs. Granted, it hasn't been the stiffest competition and so uh I, I listen if i'm looking at who do i give the edge gannon or mahomes and reading that offense i'm gonna take the Chiefs. at the same time i'm not saying the eagles uh, have no shot defensively i was thinking about this guys i mean if gannon comes up with a special game plan in this game and the eagles win the super bowl like think about how we're talking about jonathan gannon for the rest of our lives you know eagles fans view him for the rest of their lives it, it right. comes down to this one game his legacy. So I'm not going to tell you that's what I'm expecting again, because that team's offense is so good. But uh, you know that that ceiling is there for them. Well, well, Shield, let's. That's interesting you frame it that way, because let's attack that from the other side. Steve Spagnola pulled that off. He did exactly what you just described. He did it in 07. He stopped Brady. Um, defense is hard to excel at these days because offense dominates. But does Steve, should Steve Spagnola's presence as the Kansas City Chiefs defensive coordinator concern Eagles fans? Uh, a little bit. I mean, I think that the Eagles don't need to overthink this offensive game plan. All the stuff we've seen them do all season long, in my opinion, should be there for them in this game. That's running the football. That's the RPOs. That's throwing the ball deep uh, down the field. I mean, they have talent advantages all across the board, and the Chiefs have been an okay defense. They've been solid. They have not been a great defense. And so I, I like the Eagles to be able to move the football well in this game and string together drives. But what you said is true, Joe, that Steve Spagnuolo's strength is coming off with these one-off game plans. I mean, they're not a team that just says, hey, we do what we're going to do every week. Like, he does a really good job of what is the opponent like to do, what are their strengths and weaknesses, and how do we come up with a customized game plan in two weeks to stop what they do. So uh, we'll see what they they come up with. I I think they'll certainly want to blitz Jalen Hurts on third down, that has not been a, a strength of, of Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense. I think that'll be uh, certainly part of what they do. But uh, I still like the Eagles offense in that matchup against Magnolo's defense. How difficult will it be to handle uh, Chris Jones? Yeah, it'll, listen, he, it's going to be very tough. Now, you have Jason Kelsey in there to give some help. So I think the key for the Chiefs and part of their defensive game plan will be how do they team up one-on-one matchups for Chris Jones. So one thing they like to do is they'll walk their linebacker up to the line of scrimmage and just yeah. stand right across Jason Kelsey. So now Kelsey is saying, all right, I have to account for this guy so I can immediately go and help Chris Jones. And so I think Chris Jones against Landon Dickerson, Chris yeah. Jones uh, against Isaac Sayamalu, I think Jones is going to have some wins there uh, for sure. So I, I think it'll be a matter of how well can the Chiefs team up those one-on-ones? Because if they can't, uh, then you have Kelsey there, and then I think you're able to, to handle Jones for the most part. A.J. Brown has had a quiet postseason uh, because we've run the ball so much. What do you expect from him in this game? 
I, I think they're going to go to him early. I think the Eagles are going to take a deep shot with A.J. Brown early, try to get him involved in the game, try to signal to the Chiefs, hey, we're not, you know, yes, we're going to be able to run the ball, but you're not just going to be able to come up here and stack the box. Like, we're, we're going to push the ball uh, downfield. And so um, it, it's been strange. You know, he's had a couple opportunities for uh, deep completions, and Jalen Hurts has kind of has missed him on a couple of those. So I, I don't want to say it's been all A.J. Brown. Like, if he hits one of those in each of the past two games, we're talking about it differently. But he's a guy I would want to get involved uh, in this game early. Maybe run a slant and then run a, you know, a slug go and see if they fight, yeah. hit him for a double move, and hit him deep. So uh, I would expect him to, to play well. I mean, sometimes you've got to zoom out and look at what a guy has done the entire season. Is he healthy? Yes. Is it a big spot? Yes. Uh, he, he's someone I would want to get the ball to really on that first possession. Hey, Shil, random question here. And Shil Kapati with us from Arizona. He's covered some of these Super Bowls before, including 2017 Eagles. Shil, one of my memories of 2017, and I thought it was so cool, was um, on third down defensively, the, the Eagles' Rocky song would play for the Eagles crowd who would get hyped. And on third down for the Patriots fans defensively, their horn sound would play. And I was like, wow, that's really unique. Do you know something like that's in the books again? Like, is that, is that going to happen in, in the cards? I mean, like, do, do the Chiefs have one of those things? And do you make a trade-off and say, all right, let's give both fan bases a chance to kind of get loud based on their, their traditional sound? You know what? I have I have no idea. I don't remember. I'm old, Joe. I don't even remember that from yeah. 2017. I don't remember yesterday uh, at all. So I don't know uh, if that will be the case. I mean, just at media night, you saw jerseys uh, from from fans for both teams in the stands. There, we know the Super Bowl crowd is a different crowd. We know that the Eagles uh, Eagles fans will travel regardless of where the game is. So uh, I just want to see what what songs the teams come out to. I mean, I felt like. In 2017, Eagles, I think, right, come out to Meek Mill. Yep. And, uh, you know, the, the Patriots come out to Ozzy Osbourne. I, you know, the game was over then as far uh, <laughs> as I was concerned. So uh, we'll see if we see something similar in this game. Shil, give, give us your prediction for the game. What do you got? I, I don't have it yet. I can't, I can't give you the prediction yet. Uh, I need to do it on Thursday. I'll say I'm leaning Eagles in a close game. Whatever I come down to, it's going to be a field goal game. But I do like the advantage for the Eagles on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Uh, and, and I think they have nice matchups there on the perimeter as well. When Mahomes is on the other sideline, you never feel great about picking against him as an underdog. But I'll tell you, I'm leaning Eagle in, in like a field goal game. Shield, awesome stuff. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the game, man. Thanks, pal. All right, all right guys. Take care. All right, there he is from the ringer, Shield Kapadia. Uh, hey, coming up in just one minute here, more calls. And, and I got a question for Seltzer as well, based on something we were just talking about. Hey, guys, this Valentine's Day, give her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas. It's available exclusively at Pajamagram. Sexy, sultry, naturally nude pajamas. They feel just like her soft skin. Even more alluring than lingerie, the texture and touch of these pajamas is seductive, so much so that you'll both love the feel of them. Leave nothing to the imagination. With naturally nude pajamas, you'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all. And, of course, you can order yours today and save 25% when you sign up using promo code NUDE. That's promo code NUDE. What's that word? It's a great word. NUDE, N-U-D-E. A 25% saving on a best-selling Valentine's Day gift. Pajamagram. They will even gift wrap it for you for free. 25% off and obviously makes for a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. Pajamagram.com to order naturally nude pajamas. James, do you remember... Watching the Super Bowl five years ago when... No. Yeah. I don't. Like, when you said that to mm -hmm. Sheila, I had zero memory of it. 
Eagles now, to be-, be fair, we were watching, Richie and I were at the Fillmore, so it was really loud, and they had, it was kind of, we had Merrill piped in and stuff, yeah. so you didn't hear the crowd noise as much as you might on the TV broadcast, and maybe that's why we didn't notice maybe. it. Maybe. I mean, I just um, felt it was so cool. It was like a touch of home. It's awesome. It, it is and a And by really the way, cool I idea. always thought that Patriots, you know that, you know the horn I'm talking about, they always play on third down defensively? I always thought it was unfair, because every time they play it, every time, in Foxborough, you see the opposing quarterback clasp his hands over his ear. A lot of it's because of the crowd, but I always thought that horn was too loud. I thought it was unfair. I really did. All right, to the phones we go. Let's go to OG Wade, always opinionated in Chester. What's up, OG? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? Awesome, OG. Now, now before I go, let me let me just address John on yesterday's comment and about the Duke, Okay. Name being cat caught on, and oh yeah, this, yeah. If I was to, if I was to take offense as to what John said, it would make me not so much of a guy and not so much of a you know superior uh, guy a that comes deity. on this radio. Did you say a yeah. god? A god, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much. You're never above wrong. that. You're above that. Wait, you're kind of getting into the farcical realm of calls now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's so, fine. But so I, are people using the Duke, and I just haven't, I haven't picked up on that. No, no, you're, you were correct in, in your assessment. But what I'm saying, mm. what I want to say to that is that when you are so superior as I am, sometimes when you when I offer up something, yeah. it's going to be rejected because people are like I hate this guy. He's always right, so I'm not uh. going to go with that. But like Jalen said, Jalen said these words, quote. You may not know now, but you will soon know. Okay? So Sunday, you will soon know, and people might start calling him the Duke. Wait, let me ask you. You really think? Wait, let me ask you a question, because I know you're a big Jalen fan. I'm a big Jalen fan. You saw it before I did. God bless you. Do you think Jalen Hurts would endorse your lack of humility? Um, No. No, he would not. I don't think he would either. I think he would actually disavow you. Right, but the just, one so thing just, about just know, the guy you love would disavow you. Let me just say this here. The only the way that I got to where I'm at is because I'm I don't need self I don't need people right, to validating you. People. Wait, wait, I yeah, gotta I tell you, we, we got we got a football game to talk about <laughs> in all honesty, nobody cares about okay, what you're talking about. Wait, give me a famous person like yourself, and I just honored you there, that people would not want to watch the Super Bowl with because you'd be annoying. Myself. <laughs> okay, I'm writing it down. He, 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 I don't know. We might have to dial Wade back. He's getting, he's getting. Seltzer, what's your opinion there? Like, was that a good call? I would consider that a bad call, right? Yeah, I think that was a pretty bad call. For the audience, like, that doesn't, like, the audience. I think Wade's care. generally a good caller. But no, I do too, yeah, but he's was, starting to go was, kind of off the rails a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think he's, you know, maybe feeling himself a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little feeling bit. Feeling pretty confident. A little bit. Let's go to Patrick right now. Good. Uh, well, good we are too. Yeah, I mean, but he's confident for the wrong thing. If the nation heard us sitting here talking about how this is, this doesn't have to be close. Yeah, uh, they would think that we are somewhat delusional. Like, some might think Wade is. I I agree with you on that, Patrick. Right now, good morning, Patrick. Hey guys, how are you? Great show. Thanks, Patrick. It's an honor to follow with Didi. Yeah, Um, I know. Boy, I love this topic. Uh, you know, it's such a complicated legacy, right, with Andy? Yep. Uh, sure. Greatest Eagles sustained here ever. Uh, no question about it. But it was disappointing. You know, he's 1-5 in big games, right? 
And, you know, if he had one or two more wins, then it would be wholly different. But uh, It would be. It would be totally different. You are correct. That's exactly right. I think uh, – Some of that is circumstantial, I, I always, by the I've way. I've think... always had respect for him as a coach. It's not an easy job, 25 years, sustained very top of the game. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's amazing. But if he got two before we got it, I would be very disappointed. That would that would have hurt more. That would have hurt more. And I and I love him, but I, I'm I was thrilled to see the Eagles do it first. Patrick, give me an answer here, man. For uh, who would be an annoying person to watch the Eagles Super Bowl with? Well, this person would be annoying, and if she if you annoyed her, she would off you. Olivia Soprano. Olivia Soprano. Oh, she sure. would be a disaster. So to his point, if one or two of those games, in, in, NFC Championship games, go differently, yeah. for Andy, uh, different legacy here for sure uh, and just think back like i said circumstantial situations where in that uh, nfc championship for 03 the 03 season uh i felt like we were the better team than the panthers were and it was as you've pointed out repeatedly donovan getting broken yeah early in that game is that is that on andy is that is that does that fall on Andy's shoulders? Yeah, that he because was it feels yeah. like everyone points to that and says, "Look, he lost another big game." Sure, but, but was he, that his fault? All right, so I got two. It's a great question, John. Two things I'll say on that one. First off, my recollection, and we could look it up, was that was fairly late in the second quarter, and the team had already shown for most of two quarters they weren't moving the ball. I mean, it was a fourteen to three final score, so I don't know if three points were on the board at that point or zero, but it was either three or zero. So. It, their struggles had already set in for a good portion of that game. That's number one. Number two, and James, I think you'll agree with me on this, with with some exception. When the Eagles lost those big games, like they kind of flat out lost them. Meaning, yes, the Eagles could have beat the Patriots in 04, and it was a three-point game. And, and, and yes, the Rams game yeah. and the Cardinals and the game. And the Cardinals. But, but, I mean, the Bucks. I mean, part of the problem with the Cardinals game is the Eagles are down 24-6 to in the first half. I mean, look, the, the Super Bowl was the only one that was three points or less. You know, the rest were a touchdown or more. Yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, I felt like the Eagles legitimately got – I didn't think it was fluky, John. Is At I guess no what I'm point saying. watching those games did you think the Eagles were really going to win the games. You know what I mean? With the exception, like, honestly, with the exception of the Rams game. The, right, the Rams game in the know. third quarter. We didn't know. Was, yeah, but they, it, we Buck, also didn't know Buck what we didn't know. Yeah, we didn't first, know we didn't know. It's a great it way was to put the it. first time the whole town was in that spot in a whole generation, and it was really cool, and the team looked good, but I don't know, man. I Yeah. 215-592-9494. All right, coming up, uh, Devin joins us, AMA as well. Uh, big 12 o'clock hour also because Merrill Reese, who will be calling the game, will join us at 1230. Much ahead. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie from Parks Casino, 94 WIP. Hey, let me tell you about PI Dental Center. With decades of experience in complex dental treatment, and I love PI Dental. I've been a patient there for, uh, for over 20 years, and they're awesome. I mean, if you have a problem with your teeth, they can help you. Let me repeat that. If you have a problem with your teeth, they can help you. By the way, same thing. If, if a loved one has a problem, get them to PI Dental Center. Dr. Glenn Wolfinger, Dr. Robert Slough, board-certified prosthodontist. They specialize in the restoration and replacement of teeth. They are the originators of the teeth in a day, a revolutionary treatment that delivers fixed teeth on the same day, same day as the implants are placed for dramatic transformations in one day. Visit PIDentalCenter.com. 
That's PIDentalCenter.com to request a complimentary new patient evaluation. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.